Welcome to Part-Time Athletes, a podcast that interviews everyday people about their fitness journeys. This is your host, Bree Outside, and I'm super excited to have you listening to season two of the show. So welcome. If you haven't listened to Part-Time Athletes before, I generally interview a guest. It's almost always just your average Joe or Jill, someone like me and somebody like you. But in today's episode, I wanted to talk about me and give you, the listener, just a background on my fitness journey. Uh, Mostly, I'm going to talk about running and then maybe a little bit of yoga. Uh, My fitness journey, I'm sure like a lot of yours, has been kind of all over the place. So I'm going to try to keep it brief and not go into any rabbit holes. But before I do that... I did want to remind you, in case you're not following me on Instagram, uh, that I am, or Facebook, I have, we have a Facebook page now, it's Brie Outside though, not part-time athletes, uh, the website's also BrieOutside.com, Instagram, Brie Outside, so in case you're not following, um, I just wanted to let you know, I'm teaching yoga now on Zoom, I got certified as a yoga instructor, I'm also certified as a personal trainer, and Actually, today and yesterday, I spent all day in a Roadrunners Club of America running coach training. So I'm teaching yoga right now over Zoom. I've got some YouTube videos up. So if you're interested, I have yoga, just regular classes for all levels. But I also have yoga classes I'm teaching on Zoom that are specific for runners, focusing on mobility and strengthening specific to runners. So if you want to try something new or you're already doing yoga and looking for a new class, I'm teaching on Zoom through December. It's free. You do have to register and you can do that at brieoutside.com, but I'm not charging anything through December. So definitely check it out at brieoutside.com. Now that that shameless plug is over, uh, let's talk about my personal fitness journey, what this podcast is all about. So obviously, if you've listened to the show, you know my main passion, my main sport, it's running. And I've been running as long as I can remember. Like most of you, I ran as a kid, playing tag, playing outside. I also did track in elementary school Uh, One of my earliest running memories is actually winning a turkey in my elementary school's turkey trot race where it was only a mile. I don't think prior to winning that race I'd ever run a mile or at least not that fast. I don't even remember what the time was. Um, I don't remember what place I came in. I just know I placed well enough. I want to say it was either like second or fifth place, something like that. But I was super happy to have won a turkey. I'm from a low-income, single-parent household, so I felt really good about being able to give my mom a turkey, even though she ended up buying a bigger one anyway. Uh, (laughs) At the time, I still felt pretty proud. So I played all kinds of sports, though, growing up. Uh, Like I said, track and field in elementary school. I also played volleyball in elementary school and soccer. I did early started track in seventh grade. 
I started cross country my sophomore year of high school, but that is kind of like a lot of sports growing up. I started the season, but then sometimes just because, like I said, I had a single mom, uh, she was always working and it was difficult for her to do extracurriculars when it involved, you know, having to pick me up and extra money. So I started a lot of sports, but then didn't get to finish them. And cross country, when I was in high school, it's actually really random. My sister and I were taking a summer health class and the coach was just looking for bodies. Like he would take anybody. And I am such a joiner. Like I'm pretty fortunate that nobody's ever tried to recruit me for a cult because I'm pretty gullible. So I decided to go for it and my sister went for it. She ended up deciding it wasn't her thing after I think a day or two of practices because the coach on the first day had us girls who had never, you know, been run three miles, right? Uh, You know, track, maybe we'd run that far, you know, doing sprints and stuff in track, you know, when I was younger, but I don't remember ever just setting out to run three miles straight uh, distance running. So he had us doing that on day one and he was yelling at us. He was on a bike. It was crazy, very different from any other uh, sport that I had played growing up. But for some reason, I just stuck with it. It's one of the things I ended up quitting because my mom was having a hard time picking me up from practices. Uh, There was some money things. I was getting injured because I didn't have the right shoes. I was using hand-me-down shoes. Uh, There was just some psychological and home stuff going on where I decided after uh, pretty much the first cross-country meet that I had to quit. And it's one of the things I kind of regret because that coach was one of those teachers. I mean, yeah, he was he was on the bike yelling at us, but he was also one of those teachers that there could have been like a Disney or like a magical life movie made about him. He was like one of those really great teachers that actually cared about the kids and what was going on in our lives. So um, I did feel I still to this day feel a little bit guilty about quitting that team. It ended up being for the best because my junior year, I ended up having to take night school classes so I could graduate early because I ended up getting a scholarship and studying abroad my senior year. That's way off topic. Sorry. Um, So it ended up being for the best. But I always remember that this coach told me if I quit, I was never going to run again. And I really wish I had his contact information because, you know, one, I, I do kind of want to say thanks because I think he's one of those teachers that maybe didn't realize it at the time, but he did have a big impact on me and my life. But I also want to tell him that he was wrong because I did go back to running. I ran a lot on and off when I was in college, uh, just on my own. It was very sporadic and it was random amounts. And it was mostly for weight management because I had put on uh, some weight when I studied abroad And I ended up, you know, of course, losing the freshman 15 instead of gaining it, but I put on some weight. (laughs) Uh, So that was my main motivation for running in college. But fast forward a couple years, graduating college, working, becoming an adult, I was in grad school and I was super stressed out. uh, And I decided to start running again 
but to be more intentional about it. And I ended up entering my first race on my own. It was just a 5K. It was like a superhero-themed 5K. And I even uh, made a costume and wore it. Most of you might not know. I don't know if you've seen Young Justice, the DC cartoon, but it was an Artemis costume, except it's Arizona and the race was in April. So I opted to make shorts instead of leggings. Maybe I should post a picture if I can find one. But I ended up entering my first 5k and I was pretty slow. I've never been a super fast runner, but I have the... I guess the mental drive to do longer miles. So I was pretty excited about doing a 5k. And then I thought, well, if I can do a 5k, I should do a half marathon, maybe a full marathon. And at some point I just got it in my head that I can do a marathon. Um, And I didn't ever understand people saying that they couldn't do one because why not? Anybody can do anything. And that led to me, of course, signing up for and my first marathon, which I ended up dropping to a half marathon. Um, and that was the Phoenix Mesa. It's a pretty flat course. I could probably ramble on. Um, but I guess what I really wanted to, to mention was a couple highlights through my running journey that have stuck out to me outside of the turkey trot. Um, training for, I think it was my first half marathon and it was going to be, it was a race in Chandler, Arizona. I think it was the She Power. Yeah, that's what it was called. The She Power half marathon. And training for that race was really difficult for me logging all of that mileage and trying to figure it out on my own. And so I ended up I had always, I don't know, I had a lot of knee issues, like knee pain, but then I, somehow I ended up, I think, overtraining and I sprained my ankle for, and I've never broken, never sprained anything. And somehow a couple weeks before the race, uh, it was before work, I went out for just like a quick jog and within like the first half mile, I sprained my ankle and I was freaked out because I had never ever, like I said, sprained or broken anything, not a finger, a toe, nothing. Uh, and so I of course went to the hospital because, and you know, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I probably could have treated it at home. It was only, I think a grade one. It wasn't very bad at all, but like I said, it had never happened to me before. Uh, so I didn't really know what to do. And my mom and I ended up going to the hospital just to get it checked out. I, you know, I probably should have rested it longer, but I think I rested it for about a week and then I started running again. And that was a mistake because I got to the half marathon start. I was all pumped up. I was having a great time until mile four when I stepped wrong and I ended up spraining it again. (laughs) And so then I... I didn't know what to do. I'd never been injured in a race before either. I'd done tons of 5Ks, um, 10Ks. Actually, maybe this was, this might have been my second half marathon. Maybe I can't remember if this was the first or the second, but it doesn't really matter. Either way, I overtrained. Um, I'd never been injured in a race before, so then I, I had to like hobble my way back to the starting line and it was in this neighborhood that I wasn't familiar with 
and people kept stopping to ask if I was okay. I passed lots of police officers, and I told lots of, you know, race volunteers, you know, that I'd sprained my ankle, but um, nobody offered to, like, drive me back to the start, or, like, and I'm not sure that they could have anyway because of, you know, the road closures, but I, I don't know. I ended up hobbling about two miles. I took a shortcut back to the start, so that was devastating. Anybody that's been injured in a race, or I'm sure you can imagine, I mean, I I paid all that money. I spent months and months training, and then I had to quit. And then to make it worse, somebody that I unfriended after this on Facebook, it was just some random acquaintance too, when I posted about, oh, well, either it was hurt or it wasn't, but you, basically they were thought that I should have just like kept going but I still had nine miles left and I was like I can keep running on this sprained ankle and probably do some pretty serious damage because right now it's probably not so bad like I probably just need to take a few weeks off and just chill so I can keep running for nine miles or even walking nine miles and do some serious damage or I can just quit while I'm ahead and, you know, it sucks, but go home. And I decided to do what was best in the long run rather than the short run. And I don't regret that because who knows what I could have done to my ankle had I kept going. And I know that there's runners. That was, I think, my big brain controversies. I know that there are runners that would have just kept trying to finish the race Um, but I just kept thinking about the big picture and the big picture was I wanted to do a full marathon. I wanted to get faster and none of that was going to happen if I did more damage to my ankle just by trying to finish that one race. And I think that was an important milestone or takeaway for me was thinking about the big picture because that was just one race, uh, and there's going to be plenty more, Uh, I wouldn't mind hearing anybody else weigh in about a similar experience. If you want to reach out to me, it'd be kind of interesting to hear uh, what other people have done in that situation. And then I think just the last big moment so far that has kind of stuck out to me in my running journey is my first full marathon. It was a lot slower than I thought it was going to be. The Lost Dutchman Marathon in Apache Junction in Gold Canyon, Arizona. It's a beautiful race. I think it's extremely well organized and I'm a big fan, which you probably already know because I think I've mentioned it in actually a few episodes. Uh, It's my favorite local race. I know the Phoenix Mesa is a big favorite and I like that race too, uh, but the Lost Dutchman is my favorite. So that full marathon, you know, my half marathons, I don't usually have like a big emotional curve. Like I usually feel pretty good throughout a whole half marathon unless I have to go to the bathroom and I'm like trying to decide if I want to stop or not. Those are, That's my only thing during the four half marathons I've done is like the bathroom. That's the only down. Usually I get this great runner's high. I'm feeling good. I usually run alone, so it's really nice to be around all of those other runners. And even the last half marathon I did was just this last February, right before COVID. 
And I had a great first like six to eight miles with this nice older gentleman that had come down, I think from Canada. And I would, I just tend to have a really good time during half marathons, but the full marathon, (laughs) I had a great like first, I want to say like eight or nine miles. And then I think towards the second half, it just started to get really hard because there were some hills and then it was really cold and then I got hot and then I got cold. I also did things. I know you're not supposed to try new things on the race course, but I always end up trying whatever they give me. And so far, knock on wood, I haven't had any stomach issues from doing that. (laughs) But I don't know, around that race, I remember being around mile 20 or 21 and just like sluggishly walking along and I just felt so dead. And I think one of the volunteers or the police officers asked me, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) I was seriously debating throwing in the towel. I was like, am I going to die out here? I, there was a part of me that was a little bit worried that I was going to die out there, (laughs) but I didn't. Um, I rallied, I picked up, I think I even ran the final stretch, um, to finish strong, but yeah, it took me a solid five and a half hours. And I know that's a really terrible time, but I just keep reminding myself it was my first full marathon and I did my best. And I'm also really proud of how I did training for that race. When I look back at like the photos and my notes from training for that race, I feel really proud of myself because I did some really heavy mile days. I remember completing my first 20 mile run while training for that race. And I was so proud of myself because I had never run 20 miles before. And I don't know, there's just something you, they say that it changes you when you train for a marathon. And I don't think I had ever felt so proud of myself, even, you know, having completed college, grad school, um, I, you know, buying my first house. I don't know, something about training for that first marathon, I just felt more accomplished. I felt more confident, more secure. I am, maybe you don't know because I'm doing a podcast, um, but I'm a super introvert. I'm super shy. I have severe anxiety among other OCD and mental health issues. So I'm not, I don't generally feel very confident. And that training for that race really did help me build confidence. And so whenever people say they're running to build confidence, I totally get that because I'm right there with them. (sighs) I feel like I've rambled. Oh, yeah. Looks like it's been almost 20 minutes. Okay. (laughs) So that's kind of my running story. I'm in a bit of a rut since COVID started. Uh, I took some time off because I was a little bit fearful of being outside. And then since probably June, I've been running on and off, you know, on a few weeks, off a few weeks. I just got some new ASICs, so I'm back on. Um, I was doing pretty good, and then my dog unfortunately had to have first she had to have a surgery to clean out an old surgery site that kept getting infected and then we went to get the stitches out for that 
and found out she needed emergency surgery for pyometra because she's the one in a million dog that the county animal shelter let leave without spaying. And she'd had so many other health issues that like spaying her was not at the top of my list. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize what a huge risk that was. Apparently it's one in four dogs. Anyway, I am getting sidetracked, but that was my latest reason for um, being off track because I didn't want to leave her home alone while she was recovering because she also has <laughs> a lot of anxiety, um, which might partially be because she's completely blind. But anyway, I'm back on to running again. So wish me luck. I'm not tra- I think part of the problem is I'm not training for anything. But doing this running coach training that I did this weekend, it's kind of reinvigorated the spark. And I'm also looking at um, reading some different running related books to help spark more motivation. Because like I said, I'm a joiner. I'm super gullible. So I just need uh, some outside inspiration. And then this episode's already a bit longer than I wanted it to be. So... Uh, If you have any questions about me and running, definitely reach out. I would love to talk to you about it. Uh, I did want to mention my yoga journey a little bit. So I've been taking yoga classes on and off, you know, practicing at home on and off for about, I want to say at least 10 years. The first time I remember taking yoga, I remember, I think it was these DVDs I got from the library. I want to say they were like Sarah Ivanhoe yoga for weight loss and they were 20 minute sequences. And I thought they were so hard because strength training was not my thing. And then I remember taking a class at my college and just dying because I didn't have the upper body strength to do all of those chaturangas. Just holding down dog. I mean, ah, <laughs> But since COVID started, I've been practicing way more regularly. I took so many Zoom classes because for some reason, just practicing on YouTube, I, it, you know, I can tell myself, oh, I'm going to do yoga today, but I stick to it so much better if I sign up for a class. And so I started signing up for classes. I am now teaching yoga. I got certified as a yoga instructor. I kind of was on the fence about whether or not I was ready for it, but around the first half of this pandemic, I did a 30-day yoga journey, and it was the first time because Yoga with Adrian, any of those YouTube yogis you follow, a lot of them have like 30-day challenges, and there had been so many times where I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I would do the first day, maybe the second day, maybe even the third day. But I would never get through a whole week, let alone 30 days. And so I created a challenge for myself where I would do 30 days of yoga. It didn't matter where I took the class, what kind of class. So it was a mix of YouTube videos, using the Down Dog app. Um, taking Zoom classes from studios that I had found on an app that I really liked. And I actually did it for all 30 days for the first time ever. And I even kept a journal, uh, keeping track of what practices I did for how long and like what I thought of during my practice, after my practice. It was really therapeutic. 
And it also really helped condition me. I got a lot stronger. And so I kept practicing pretty regularly after that. And then after finishing my personal trainer exam, which took several months because I signed up and then of course didn't study. And then I signed up for the test and I was like, you have 30 days, go. And if you've ever taken uh, the ACE personal trainer exam, it's a lot to cram that huge textbook in your brain in 30 days. But somehow I did it. Uh, If there is anybody studying for their ACE exam, hit me up on Instagram because I have some strategies for you. And I can also tell you that the test was not nearly as tough as I thought it was going to be based on their practice questions. So anyway, that's another side conversation. But anyway, after getting finishing that project that I had signed up for, um, I decided to sign up for yoga teacher training. Uh, I did the 200-hour half a yoga teacher training through Black Yoga Magazine and Yoga Blue Fitness. Um, I have some thoughts on that training, and if you are considering a yoga teacher training, and if you're considering that one, Again, message me. I'll let you know. I have some pros and cons, things that I really did not enjoy from that program. But I also, I had to film 15 hours of teaching. So that was mostly me teaching to a camera. And I will say that that definitely helped me feel way more prepared to teach. I feel like I know what I'm doing And I guess you can come to one of my classes on Zoom and let me know what you think, if you think I know what I'm doing. And some of you might be wondering, okay, well, that's half yoga. Why are you teaching yoga for runners? Um, So there's no, I mean, maybe somebody has made up some certificate that I can get for that, but there's not really, as far as I can tell, like an easily accessible course that I can take on that. So I've been doing my own research reading uh, peer-reviewed sources and books, not just, you know, whatever trendy blog or magazine posts. I'm reading actual literature about it. And also I noticed a lot of similarities between the strength training that's specifically prescribed for building up and preventing uh, injuries in runners and the yoga poses that there are that exist. Um, and what's being prescribed in the literature that I'm reading about yoga for runners. So I'm not going to say I'm an expert in it, but I feel like I have some things that I've been trying that have been working for me and things from um, the literature on the subject. So, and again, I'm not claiming to be an expert. I mean, but I am, I'm a certified yoga teacher and I am also a certified personal trainer. So I've done at least some studying. And yes, I'm still um, working on gaining experience, which is why I'm starting to teach online and also why December is free. And even after that, I don't imagine I'll be charging that much because I understand that I'm still um, building up experience. But I would love your feedback. So definitely come take a class with me and let me know what you think. Now that I've gone off on a really long tangent and you've probably lost all faith in me, or that's just my anxiety talking, I just want to welcome you to season two of the show. This first episode, uh, I, I just felt like I owed it to anyone listening for the opportunity, assuming they listened to this episode, to get to know me, your host. 
So now you kind of know a little bit more about me, probably more than I intended to share, and probably also not enough. (laughs) But we have some really great guests coming up. So for season two, I'm not going to be releasing episodes every week because between my day job, this podcast, and trying to start an online fitness studio, um, it's a lot. So episodes are going to be released bi-weekly. There will be an episode next week. So the 15th will be the first official, I guess, season two episode with a guest. And then there will be a break and then there'll be another episode. So The episode next week is going to be with India Cook. She's also a runner. She also has her own podcast. And I think you're really going to like our conversation. She was really fun to talk to. So that's all. If you want to get in touch with me, all the links to social media, everything, just go to BrieOutside.com. If you want to be on the podcast this season, shoot me an email Email addresses are also at brieoutside.com, so you don't have to grab a pen right now. Or just find me on Instagram at brieoutside. But it was super fun talking to you. I hope I didn't scare you away from the show. And I would also love to hear from you because it's so far nobody's taken me up on that offer. Um, But I'm serious. I want to talk to you. So I hope you tune in next week for another episode of Part-Time Athletes.